to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello, welcome to the Feed You Podcast. I'm Elisa Connor. I'm so grateful to have you here. If this is your first time tuning in, well, this is going to be a doozy of an episode and an introduction for you. Um, And I hope you enjoy it. And if you tune in every week, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to everyone that tunes in from all over the world. And I appreciate you. And I'm really, really glad you're here. Uh, Today's topic is all about your why and evolving your why. for your business and your life and for what you do. And we all jump into our business with um, a reason and a purpose and it's easy to uh, know what that is when you're first starting or at least be somewhat aware of it. But then as your business grows and it evolves and you grow and evolve, a lot of times that why changes and we don't even realize that it's changed. And then we wake up one day and we're like, wait a minute, what's happening here? Um, and so I really wanted to uh, address that because I've been talking to it, talking about it with um some friends and colleagues and different people for, I don't know, the last several months, probably last two, three, four months, um, because I am going through that transition and as my oldest is graduating from high school, um, things in my life are changing. And when I originally started my business, it was for a very different reason than um, the direction I'm going in now. And I think a lot of times it can be difficult to express that or realize, you know, why you're feeling kind of out of sorts in your business and things aren't going smoothly and um, just frustration and kind of, being unsettled. Unsettled is the word that is coming to mind. So I wanted to talk you through uh, the evolvement of my why in hopes that it will inspire you to take a look at why, you know, you're doing the things you're doing in your business and to make sure that they're still in alignment with the direction you're going, not only in your business, but with your life and your ultimate goals and um, the things that you want to achieve. And so um, it's timely because I just walked through this really great exercise that I'm going to share with you guys um, towards the end of this episode. And it was, um, it is a, an episode that I learned from um an industry leader. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you, I'm doing a really cool project right now with um, some really high level industry leaders and I'm really excited about it, but I'm not sure how much I can talk about it. So anyway, um, I was doing, I'm doing an online program of theirs in order to get up to speed on what they're doing. And um, this was an exercise that was in that program. And so it was so powerful. I wanted to share it with you. But before we jump into today's episode, let's take a minute and hear from our sponsor. Hey there, Elisa here. I wanted to thank you for a minute for tuning in every week, and I'm hoping that you're listening and learning and getting everything you can out of this podcast. But I'm wondering, do you listen every week and you learn something new and then you just go on about your day and never implement or execute? If you do, if that's you, you're not alone. You're like most typical business owners. You don't have time to figure out this marketing stuff on your own which is why I'm creating the Simple Marketing System program to walk you through everything we talk about in this podcast and hold your hand as you go along. People pay thousands of dollars to work with me on a one-on-one basis, but I wanted to be able to offer this to everyone at a price that is 
amenable to everyone's budget. Since you're a podcast listener, you're getting to hear about this program first. I'm launching it in January, and I'm going to teach you all the things that we learned in this podcast, including how to attract the people you want to work with, not just everyone. How to create your first free download with messaging that converts people into your email list and then into customers. We're going to create, we're going to learn how to write headlines that incite people to create, to take action and move those people along your sales funnel so that they start working with you and paying you for what you do. We're going to create a system to track what's working and what's not so you can fix what's not working. We're going to automate your marketing process and your customer attraction process so that you can save time, money, and most of all, frustration. We're also going to understand the power of and the ROI of email marketing, and we're going to begin growing your email list because it is the best way to grow your business. And last but not least, we're going to show, I'm going to show you how to get more customers for your marketing dollars and save you time, money, and get you more leads and more sales. If this sounds interesting to you, I'd love to have you join my waitlist. You can do that over at alisaconnor.com forward slash SMS waitlist. SMS stands for Simple Marketing System. And I'll put the link in the show notes. I hope to see you inside. So let's jump into this topic of evolving your why. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of my business story just because I think that it's going to help you kind of reflect on all of the different things you've done in your life. So for those of you that don't know, um, I started my working career after college in corporate. And I uh, had the opportunity to work for a startup, which then got bought by a really big company. And um, things monumentally shifted once we got purchased by that really big corporation. And I didn't realize it until years later that that was really the shift in me enjoying going to work and working with the people that I work with and then ultimately um, clawing my way out, for lack of a better term. And um, when I decided to leave, I had, I was, I managed a team of like three or four, I think it was four people when I left, three or four people. And um, I had perfected processes and different things to enable my team to take care of things so that I could be out on the road and be training and working with one of our reseller partners to um, get the, to market a, a new program of theirs out on the road with our resellers. So, um, I didn't spend a lot of time in the office, but when I was there, it became, and I don't know if it was um, because I didn't spend a lot of time in the office, but when I came back, it was so obvious to me, um, the writing was on the wall that the, um, the company that I had worked in and grown and loved was about to be eliminated, that this corporation had pretty much eaten up everything that it needed and was getting ready to just do massive layoffs. And so I got my ducks in a row and I knew that um, I didn't really like the feeling of having someone else control my future. And so I could see the writing on the wall and I knew that it was time for me to move on and do something different. And so I started pursuing the avenue of a completely different direction um, and going into um becoming a personal chef. Like, what did I need to do? How did I need to market that? How did I need to get in front of people? What kind of training? All of the components around becoming a personal chef. Ultimately, I left my position and I told my team, um, before I left, I said, you guys need to be looking for jobs. And that's, I just left it at that. I just said, and there were a couple other people and these were younger people. Like when I worked there, I was in my early to mid twenties. And so some of the people that I had brought in 
had just graduated from college. This was their first job. They had student loans. And so I, in my, um, I have a tendency to want to protect people. And in that protective mode, I just said quite honestly to them, you guys, it is going to be in your best interest to start looking for a job. I don't, I'm not saying that because I know anything you don't know other than intuitively I knew. And so I left and I started um, my personal chef business and I had clients and it was going really well. And then I went back about six months later to have lunch with some friends. And I had one of those employees come up to me and I knew that the transitions had already started. I had been you know, in contact with several of those people, including people that were on my team. And I had one of um, the employees come up to me and he said to me, how did you know? And I, and I just looked at him and I said, the writing was on the wall. And um, massive layoffs were happening, entire teams were going um, and being um, eliminated. And it was just really not a fun place to be. And I was so grateful that I had um, had the intuition and I followed my intuition to exit um, before the big changes happened. And so my why at that point was um, very simply, I didn't want other people to be controlling my life. I didn't want other people to have control over um, the way I brought money in, the way that I did my job. Um, and I have a very independent spirit. My mom will still tell you, she's like, you were a terror as a child because my answer was either no or why <laughs> growing up. And so um, I've always had a very independent spirit, but I've also been very intuitive and um, I come by that honestly. And so when I started that business, I had a very specific purpose, which was to take back control of my livelihood and of my life and of my energy. And I knew that I wanted to go do something that I was passionate about as well as build something that I was in control of. Like if I didn't have clients, it was because I didn't do the work. Um, and so that continued down my path. And um, I have done, I, I'm sure I have mentioned on this podcast that I have done multiple MLMs in my lifetime. And each of those had a specific purpose too, and a specific reason that I got involved with those. So um, when I was a personal chef, I also had a personal chef or um a pampered chef business. And part of that, you know, the the brain power behind that was that people that were coming to personal um, pampered chef parties wanted the tools, but a lot of times they wouldn't use those tools and they still wouldn't cook. And so they still needed me as a personal chef. And so a couple of things around that. Um, one was that, you know, I had access to the tools, I had access to new recipes, I had access to a new audience. Um, but ultimately, all of those businesses led me to the opportunity to be able to stay home with my kids. And two more businesses uh, past that when I when I had continued to evolve, not only my food business, but then moved into marketing, ultimately my why behind all of those businesses was to one, have control of my life and my livelihood, but two, to be able to stay home and be present with my kids. It was really important to me that if I was bringing humans into the world, that I was available to mold them and shape them into the best human beings possible. Um, my kids are not perfect, but they are, and you will hear me say this many, many times, they are incredible human beings. And I am so very blessed that I get to be part of their life and that I get to be their mom. And I really attribute that part of that just to being available to them when they need me. Um, 
And so I'm really grateful that I've had that opportunity and that I have sought that out as a piece of um, why I have created any type of business that I've created. And um, that ultimately has been the big why behind all of my entrepreneurial endeavors for the last, I don't know, 10 years. And so as my children get older, and now they're all in high school, and yeah, they still need me, but not at the level that they needed me before, you know, where I was going to field trips, or I was helping in the classroom, and I could fit work in in between. Um, Now work has turned into my business has turned into more of a full time affair, you know, they're at school all day, and they don't need me to be, you know, they need food, and they need uh, a wallet because they have a lot of monetary needs right now. And they, you know, once in a while need a ride home or something. But ultimately, they don't need me to help them do homework. They, in fact, they get kind of annoyed when I harp on them about not getting it done. And I'm like, all right, you know, writing the fine line between you need to be responsible and the school's calling me because you have horrible grades. So, um, that being said, I've had to start evolving my why. And um, I've also had to evolve my business over time. And so um, the why of how I work with people and the why of um, what their needs have been have also evolved my business. So when I started this current company, my my original company was very, um, immersed in social media, teaching people how to use social media, teaching people what platforms to be on, teaching them to understand that social media could grow their business. Now, mind you, this is almost 12 years ago. And so social media was a very new platform. People were just starting to understand Facebook. There were not, you know, I think it was Facebook and Twitter and maybe YouTube, but there were not all these platforms. There were not all these options on those platforms. And so um, I really, was one of the forerunners in trying to educate people around social media and the power of social media for small business. Then that evolved to understanding that people also needed to have a brand created around their business because here they are on social media, but they don't have any way for people to connect with them. They don't have um, any way to stand out and um, they didn't have a home base. And so along with that, I realized that people also needed a website. They needed a home base for this social media platform. So they're you know gaining some traction in social media, but they still need some place to send everybody to be able to work with them. And so um, I started to uh, build websites and I still do that in my business today. And then also help people create the, the brand foundation that they were missing because a lot of these people would come out of corporate or have, um, you know, just start their business and they had no real business knowledge about what it took to build a foundation for their business. And so they didn't have any messaging. They didn't have a mission statement. They don't have a vision. They didn't have any of the components that they really needed that would stay with them and stick with their business along the way. And so I tell you this not to toot my own horn, but um, to let you know that not only does your why evolve about why you started your business, but your business will also go through transition. And sometimes you wake up as a business owner or an entrepreneur and you're like looking at your business and you're all, when did this happen? And that is not a good, feeling to have where you wake up and you're not recognizing what you're doing in your business, where you're spending your time, you're angry, you're frustrated, 
you're worn out, you're exhausted, you're not um, getting the things that you had intended when you started. I know a lot of business owners, they go from this belief system of, oh, if I have my own business, I have to work 18 hours a day. And I did that as well. Like I had a sandwich business and I was working 18 hours a day by the time I was doing my own marketing and advertising and cooking and delivering and all of the things that I needed to do. And I was like, this is insane. What am I doing? Like I could go get a job somewhere else and make the same amount of money and work half the hours. And so being in alignment and being aware of what that why is, is really important as you dig into your business. Now, does that mean you're never gonna have an 18 hour day? Absolutely not. You will have long days as an entrepreneur, especially when you're getting started. However, becoming aware of that time that you're investing and the energy that you're investing in that business and how it's making you feel is going to be the indicator of whether or not you're in alignment with your why. And so um, a lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll start going with um, our business and our plan and, um, you know, the, uh, the direction we want to go in and we start with an audience in mind. And so, you know, just as my business has evolved, you probably have a target audience. And if you haven't taken a look at that audience to see if they're really engaged with you and they're really moving forward with you and they um, are really like, you're really targeted in on them and you're getting traction, um, that could be a big hiccup into why you're feeling out of alignment with your why, because your audience has a lot to do with your why. Like um, whether or not your big why is like, you wanna stay home with your kids. If you're uh, like right now, my why is shifting to, no, I don't really need to be home with my kids anymore. However, um, my bigger why is I wanna be able to serve people. And so I wanna be able to serve specific people. And um, I do a lot of, education and training to small business owners. And I do a lot of research to make sure that what I'm sharing with you all, not only in this podcast, but in the other areas of um, my business, so that it is valuable to you. Because the last thing I want to do is put a lot of effort and time into creating content that is not useful to my audience. And I find that as your business evolves, and you're wanting to have greater impact, you need to be more aware of your audience. And I find this often as I'm working on different contracting and consulting um, projects, I have the opportunity to be introduced to different business models and different businesses. And um, each of those business models um, has the opportunity to fine tune who they're talking to. And I'm still fine tuning, you know, as I, you will could talk to any of my really good friends or accountability partners and they'd be like, oh my gosh, this girl and her audience, it's just enough to, <laughs> to give them all a headache, I'm sure. Um, but you know, if you're not constantly fine tuning that audience and figuring out who it is and, um, how you help them and what you do for them and getting really clear about that, it can be really hard to get traction. And so as you're evolving your why your audience evolvement will also, it, it just happens naturally. Um, because 
the more invested you become in your in your why, the more invested you become in your audience because it's helping you achieve your why. And so, um, you know, one of my big whys behind my business is that I want to be able to have larger impact. So, you know, ha- making more money and um, having a larger profit margin enables me to create a bigger impact in my community and beyond. And so one of the... Um, fundraisers that I invested in last year that I had, I just learned about was um, a, I don't know, I guess it's a nonprofit. It's not a company, a nonprofit called Village Impact. And what they do is they build schools in Kenya for displaced families. So these people have been displaced out of their community um, because of political unrest. And they basically are told, pack up your bags and take what you can and you need to leave now or you're going to get killed. And so then they move them out into the middle of a field and there's no stores, there's no water, there's no schools, there's no churches, there's nothing. And so um, I was really passionate about that. So as I start to build and grow my company, I have that in the back of my mind is that not only that charity, but there are, there are charities locally. Um, homelessness is a big ca- um, cause of mine that I that I really it really is deep in my heart to want to help the homeless community, and so I have these things that I really want to be able to offer assistance to, so that I can have bigger impact not only in business but in my life. And so those have become my why. Um, and it's not that my children are not my why, they still are, but it's they need less attention. And so as I evolve and I have bigger goals, that you know they are still important, of course, but I, I have bigger and um, bolder purpose behind my business, I guess is what I'm saying. And so um, when I'm talking about your audience, evolving with your why. I want you to think about what their why is, because if you can get into, you know, why they're doing business, it's much easier for you to position your yourself as a resource and um, enable you to connect to them. And so a lot of times I'll work with, I, I kind of have ADD in this episode today, so excuse me, it's Monday. <laughs> when I'm recording this. Um, But you know, if you're in a very competitive marketplace, so say you're a realtor or the one that comes to mind is financial planners. So when you're looking at financial planners, they very rarely um, get really in tune with their audience. And so, or if they do, it's almost like they're too late. And so now, you know, they've been really focused on Uh, the baby boomers for years. Like financial planners have always been, because these are the people that were retiring and they have money and da, 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 da. And then they realize that like my generation, Gen X is this tiny little generation that most people just forget about. Like we're pretty much invisible. That's kind of the joke. Um, And then the millennials. Well, the millennials are like, the last thing they're thinking about is retirement because they're paying for babies and, you know, bills and college debt and all these things. They're like, I don't, retirement is not on my mind. And if it is, it's because they're in a corporate position and they are putting money into their 401k um, that way. But um, when I've met with the financial planners that are kind of trying to pull themselves away from the curve, they think that they have this new um, idea of like, oh, we're going to help people outlive, you know, we're going to make sure people don't outlive their money. And it's sort of comical to me because I've, I talk to multiple financial planners on a regular basis and they all, they think this is their, their, um, 
they're the only ones that have this idea of that. We're going to help everybody so that they don't outlive their money. I'm like, do you know how many financial planners I talk to on a regular basis that have this exact same message? In fact, there's probably three in this room. And um, it's just sort of funny to me because they have not evolved with their customers. And if you don't evolve with your customers, it's really hard to evolve your why. Because let's face it, if you don't have customers, you can't get to your why. It's pretty simple. So, um, you know, a great way to do this is to kind of look at, look over your business and um, see, you know, where you started, what has changed, not only as far as your purpose and where you're going, but also like with who you want to work with. And I guess I am spending a lot of time talking about audience because a lot of times the way we have impact in our business, in fact, I would say the most recognizable way we have impact in our business, which is why it's so correlated to our purpose um, and our bigger why is our audience. Because if we're not having some sort of impact with them, if we're not in some way affecting their lives, um, are we really reaching our purpose? Because ultimately the purpose of our business is to serve and help others, regardless of product or service. Um, You're wanting to, in some way, make your audience's life better so that you can get to your bigger purpose. And so I want to make you aware that um, it's, you know, if your audience shifts as you shift and your business shifts, that's perfectly normal. In fact, it's expected. And everything in life is cyclical. You know, I look at... um, my kids and my kids are, I would say, you know, they're fairly typical teenagers, but I have, my kids are old souls. And I say that, and some of you will understand of that and some of you will not. Um, But what I mean is that this isn't their first time around the block. And so when I look at my oldest son, who is definitely an old soul, I knew that the minute that he was born and it has continued to come to fruition all through his life. But, you know, most kids are listening to my my kids are like, I don't listen to mumble rap. I don't even know what mumble rap is, but don't tell them. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, Because, you know, (laughs) when you're the mom, you just try to play it off. But my kids are into all of the music that I grew up with when I was in high school, which is so ironic to me because, you know, they're listening to music like uh, Riley really likes Tom Petty and Sting and the police. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that was totally what I was listening to. Like maybe not high school, but um, right before high school. And uh, it's just sort of funny to me. I'm like, yeah, because this has already made one pass through and now it's making another pass through. And a lot of his friends are into the same thing. And you hear it even on the radio. You know, you have new artists that are remaking all the music that we grew up with. And um, I go to the mall and I'm appalled because and I do not go to the mall. I do not like shopping, but I look at clothing right now. I'm like, please stop repeating the 80s because it was terrible then. And uh, everybody's like wearing their skinny leggings and their boots and their and it's like a flashback of my high school wardrobe. And um, I think that's fine if you're a teenager, but I like I'm looking at some of the clothes, like even that my mom wore and just I, I'm like, I do not want to buy a thing right now because I frankly just want a new generation of clothing, not a remake of the 80s. But what it's telling me in the, in the um, p- 
position of business and marketing is that everything is cyclical, whether it's clothing or music or business or customers, everything will shift and it will come back around. Um, And my mom and I will talk about things like uh, now everybody's really into thrifting and recycling and reusing. And I'm like, yeah, but like my that's how I grew up. Like my grandparents recycled and reused everything. And then we got into this mode of throwing everything away and now we're coming back. And so looking at your audience as also cyclical, like you may go through and either uh, shift and grow and change your business and your audience will either stay with you or it will evolve and change and grow as well. And you'll attract new people or you may bring some of the other people along with you. But just being aware of that, because that's how you're making your impact ultimately. And um, thinking about what that looks like. So there's a couple more things I wanna cover, and then I'm gonna wrap this episode up. But one was I promised you this exercise, and I'm sure you have probably been exposed to this exercise in one way or another, but I really want you to take out a piece of paper and, well, maybe not if you're driving, like wait till you pull over, pause, and then come back. But take a few minutes and walk yourself through this exercise. And it's really easy. You don't have to take notes or anything right now. Um, But the exercise is basically seven levels of your why. That's that's what I'm going to name it. It's called something else, but that's that's what I'm going to call it. So I'm sure you have done a similar exercise, but you start with a question of, you know, why do I want to be successful in my business, in life, in whatever? And you answer that question. So for me, um, the answer is, is I want to be able to help people evolve their business, grow um, financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and um, offer that through education and resources that enable them to, to have that growth so that they can have a bigger impact on the world and as can I. And so then you would take the next piece of that would be like, okay, so why do you want to do that? And then you would answer that. And then whatever that answer is, is like, why do you want to do that? And so what it really does is get really clear by the time you do this seven times to what you're really, what is really driving you and your passion and your business. And I don't wanna dig into that too much today because I want you guys to go and do the exercise. And then I want you to come over to Facebook and and the Facebook group and report to me like what, it, and I'm gonna do a live on that over there this week so you guys can um, get like the inside scoop. I'm gonna walk through it one more time. And I'm just letting you know there might be crying there's like usually crying when you do this. I'm just telling you because you're doing some deep digging. And so if you feel a little out of touch with your why or you feel like it's evolving and you don't know where it is right now and you're kind of in la la land, this is a really great exercise. So I'm gonna walk you through that over there this week um, on Wednesday of this week. Oh, when the, yeah, of this week. So um, just know that that's coming and then come and join me over there. And then the last thing I want to leave you through, leave you with is that as you're going through a shift and a personal shift in your business and your life and you're evolving your audience and your why and your business and all of those things, and it can be anything that sets it off, like whether you're going in a new direction, but anytime there is change like that, I want you to offer grace to yourself and compassion because change is hard and it doesn't matter if it is forced change or chosen change. Um, It can, it's uncomfortable and it's messy and it's 
ugly and it it is unsure and there's uncertainty and it it's just not easy like it's not an easy thing to go through and even though you know we know nothing is certain in life nothing stays the same it is still not an easy road to walk and so give yourself grace and have compassion for yourself and gratitude that you are having the courage to go forward and make this shift and make this change and know that whenever you're willing to take that step and to grow and um you're kind of splashing through that time of uncertainty and you're not really knowing where you're going um that you can't get to where you're going without kind of making a mess without kind of figuring that out and having it going through the messy part because ultimately the reward is you get to where you want to be and you may not even figure it out until you're on the other side. Like I'm, as I'm figuring out my why and the shift of my why, oh my gosh, I've I've told you many times already that this is a year of crying. And so there's a lot of crying because my kids are growing up and it's, it's for me, it's grieving that that time has passed. Um, And it's not that they're going away. It's just that they won't ever be little again. And I know that sounds so trite, but you know that as they're growing up, but then you hit this point in the relationship of, you know, who you are, who you were, and who you're going to be. And um, becoming aware of that and realizing that that is a, a process in your life and that, you know, you have been this for a long time and now you're transitioning to be something different. It's not easy. It's not an easy process to go through. And so I would just encourage you as I am encouraging myself to just be gentle with yourself and to have compassion and to love yourself a little stronger through the process. But ultimately you're here for a reason. You started your business for a reason. There's a purpose behind what you do. And the bigger purpose, whether you see it or not, is that the world needs you. The world needs what you're offering. The world needs what you're sharing. The world needs what you're willing to help it with. And so if you get lost in the transition process, take a few breaths, give gratitude for where you are and where you've been, and even for where you're going. So that's what I have for you this week. I hope that it's been inspirational and not too jiggity jaggedy because it feels like it's been jiggity jaggedy to me. (laughs) Oh, if you can't laugh at yourself, what can you laugh at? Uh, So next week, we are gonna jump more into uh, business tactics. We're gonna talk about growing your email list with fabulous content and giving you some tips on that. So join me here. And in the meantime, come and join me over in the Facebook group or Facebook page. Uh, Small Business Builders is the Facebook group and Elisa M. Connor is my Facebook page. And I would love to hear from you and uh, know how this episode has impacted you. In the meantime, have a wonderful week and I will see you soon. Take care. Just a quick reminder that the SMS waitlist is now open. If you're interested in joining that course where I walk you through every step of your marketing so you can attract more clients and convert them into customers, go check it out. AlisaConnor.com forward slash SMS waitlist. See you soon.